0: Welcome to episode 46 of The Best Guest. Recently, I was interviewed for a Bite the Book event by fabulous founder Justine Solomons. If you haven't heard of Bite the Book, it has been described as the number one networking organization in publishing. Bite the Book offers consultancy, they run events, and they offer lots of benefits to members. When we spoke Justine asked all about how to get booked as a guest on podcasts so I thought it would be useful to share an edited down version of our conversation with you today. I hope you enjoy it.
1: Hello Victoria to start off can you tell us a little bit more about your background please? Sure thank you for having me Justine
0: it's great to be here with everybody. Okay so um, I guess my background um, I wanted to become a journalist originally because I really enjoyed reading and writing. Uh, so I trained at the London College of Communication, and I worked in journalism for about a year, eighteen months, before I kind of moved to the softer option of communications and marketing. Uh, I spent quite a few years working in universities, and then when my daughter was born, she's ten now, uh, I went freelance, and I we so I wrote as a hobby of writing for children, and I joined the Golden Egg Academy. Run by Imogen Cooper. And I started working with Imogen, helping her with her marketing. And I have had roles at the Bridport Price, helping them with their marketing and websites. And so I had um, I was doing general marketing, it wasn't just authors. I had some small business owners as well. And I was updating my skills with a course, a book marketing course. And they mentioned podcasting as a really good way to get the word out about your books, increase your visibility. So I talked a couple of clients to a couple of clients and suggested that we tried adding this to their marketing mix and it worked out really well. They both, they both, well, one of my clients was a psychologist and so it was a nonfiction book called Stressed in the US and she, we booked her on quite a few podcasts and another one was a leadership executive and he got lots of further speaking opportunities and he was asked to deliver webinars uh, he sold copies of his books and he just felt that it was really good for his business. Uh, so I kind of got the bug from it, I suppose, placing clients with the right podcasts and then seeing the benefits. And I decided to focus down
1: and just book guests on podcasts. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> OK, so so you found your niche, you found your world, that you you enjoy. So why should people do podcasts? What's so great about them?
0: Uh So the first question people will often say when they're going to do a podcast is how big is the show? What's the reach? But that's actually missing so many of the benefits that there are. So one of the great things that is that if you're on a podcast and you're interviewed for say 30 minutes to an hour, people really get the chance to listen to you and they get to know you and hopefully like you and trust you. So it's building that. And if you're... You get them into your community. They often come to you pre-sold. So from a business point of view, it's it's great. Uh, You can really improve backlinks to your website. Each podcast interview you do, they're likely to put a link to your website, at least one in the show notes. Uh, You'll often get a link from the host of the podcast too, whether that's Libsyn or Anchor. And these are good quality backlinks. So they help your SEO you provided with content that you can repurpose from your interviews. Uh, You can get a transcript of them, you can turn them into social media posts, blog posts. So you've got a constant stream of of content, which is great if like me, you are sometimes scrabbling around thinking, what am I going to post about this week? Cause hosts will ask you things in different ways and you'll come up with different answers for them. Podcast interviews also, they're a little bit like YouTube videos. So they're assets. So whereas, you know, a Facebook post or something on Twitter is really fast moving and it's gone. Your podcast interviews are timeless. They can be discovered months or even years down the line. So if somebody searches something in your niche and you come up, they can immediately click on your interview, learn more about you. So it's really good for authority building and for your credibility.
1: How, how do you help people prepare? So, so specifically, so when you're deciding whether you should do a podcast, okay. what are you finding out from people?
0: when we first start working with clients or so if you're going to thinking you're going to do a podcast interview strategy you need to think about your goals what is it that you want to achieve you need to be really clear on that so it could be that you want to grow your email list your facebook community you know strengthen your brand something like that so that's that's the first place we would start and then it's really important to know who your target audience is if you're an author you know who you're writing for your ideal reader or because podcasts have such niche audiences you can really reach the right people which is why it's important to work this out at the beginning you don't have to go on shows with your exact audience you can look for an overlap those people who might be interested in certain certain topics on a different show so for example i I work with a coach for women and she knows that her clients also some of them are into yoga or they have personal stylists so we wouldn't necessarily just go for shows about coaching you know
1: okay okay so you have to so you work out what their goals are Mm -hmm. Um, and how do you prepare to be on on a podcast what kind of equipment do you need and how can you get the most out of an interview Okay,
0: so, equipment wise, it's quite a low barrier to entry with podcasts. Uh, you need to have an external mic. It doesn't need to be expensive. Ones our clients often start with the Blue Yetis, which are about £100, but you can get cheaper ones. It's just going to improve your sound quality. Uh, you need to have headphones in because even if it sounds good to you, there can still be a bleed. Um, which is a bit frustrating for an editor to kind of edit out. So just, but it doesn't matter what headphones, they don't have to be the big cans. You can just have earphones, earbuds. And a webcam is a good idea as well, because although they're podcasts, so many of them
1: are actually video as well as audio. And the webcam on your computer is not good enough. You need something outside. Ideally, ideally.
0: I mean, see what your own... Webcams like what you'll often be asked to confirm when you book an interview is that you will wear headphones and that you are using an external mic. It depends on the host on the external mic part, but headphones are usually essential out of all
1: those things. Right, right. Okay. And um, what kind of best practice? Um, okay. have, so, what kind of tips can you give people when they're setting themselves up to be on a podcast?
0: If we're looking at the equipment side of it again, choose a room that's quiet, um, ideally furnished, where you're not going to be disturbed, and then prepare for your interviews. A good thing to do, so once you've pitched if, and you've had the yes from a host, it's really good practice to book in your interview straight away. Otherwise, if you don't, you sometimes these slots go really fast, or you can look like you're not really interested. So have that side of it ready Um, things you can do to prepare hosts will often ask you to send your bio your headshot book blurb maybe book cover so if you before you even start pitching to shows if you have this in a folder that you can send them a link to or easily access that's going to make their job easier and yours show up to your interviews on time ideally a few minutes before make sure your equipment's working all these things are just going to help your interview you you know go smoother and then show up with the mindset to add value to the audience so not with the idea of selling um, because that really turns off listeners as I'm sure you know Uh, if you come up what we do with our clients is we would come up with a list of topics and questions that they can talk about and we make them into an interactive pdf or a one sheet so it's got their bio and photo and just be confident that you can talk around those points, which it's your area, I'm sure that you can, but if you're nervous, it can help to sort of write them out and be certain
1: about those topics and questions. Good, good. okay so so lots of preparation and you can help people yeah. with that but you've 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 shown us mm-hmm. what you're doing here is you're showing us that you you're adding value by 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 helping us. <laughs> <laughs> it's very meta this isn't it it's very meta (laughs)
0: Um,
1: how do you find the right podcast you said there's two million of them out there so how do you find the right ones for you okay well as I know
0: a lot of your audience are authors we could start there because this is there's a really good way so if you think about your book where does your book sit on a shelf think about the other authors that are next to you if you could come up with a list of five authors that are in your niche who write on similar topics then google them with the word podcast and see what interviews they've done this is going to help you start making a list they're not necessarily going to be the right fit but just start making a list another place that you can go is obviously itunes you can search by category You can look at the new and noteworthy podcasts that are coming up. Think about your network, who's in your network that might have a show that might be a good fit. Again, it's really important to think about the audience of the show. Are they the people that you want to talk to? I don't know if anyone here has their own podcast, but um, that can be a source. If anyone has, you know, you can ask a guest if you could do an interview swap, for example. There are Facebook groups where people post that they're looking for guests think about the podcast that you listen to what do you like uh and then google roundup lists you know the best um the best podcasts (laughs) i see sorry yes whatever it is your niche best podcasts of 2022 2021 that kind of that's going to give you another listen just keep adding it to your spreadsheet oh and listen notes podcast search engine that's another good one to to search and then when you start doing interviews at the end of the interview you could ask the host if they have any recommendations any shows that they think you know might have you as a guest can they make any introductions that's another way so there's a few ways
1: brilliant brilliant and that's just saying she doesn't have her own podcast yet but watch this space yeah. Oh, excellent! Very much. I I definitely want you to have your own podcast, and that I it would be it would be fabulous. <laughs> how easy is it to get on people on a podcast? I mean, do you need to be famous? Do you, I mean how how no. realistic is it to get yourself booked?
0: So it's something that you can do. It's very realistic to get yourself booked. There's a real different. There are different kinds of podcasts. I think that's important to understand that. So there are the huge pop podcast, you know there's tim ferris and things like that no it's not necessarily going to be easy to get on those but they may also may not have the right audience for you anyway so uh, if there's any shows that are big that you think you would like to be on you and you think about who you're connected to do you have anyone who can make an introduction is there any leverage you've got are you in this person's membership or you know you need to look for ways like that or you need to come up with a really good offer as well you know when you pitch to them make sure to show it, show them what's in it for them. I mean, some of our clients would create something specifically for their listeners, you know, you kind of make it as attractive as possible if it's a big podcast. Then more niche podcasts, um, not necessarily hard, it's just, it's about how you pitch. And as we've said, um, most podcasts have smallish audiences, but they're still really valuable audiences, they still work. Because it's better to talk to the right people than be in a room where you're talking to a stadium, you know, and they're not
1: really interested in what you have to say. Yeah, so, so okay, so quite targeted. Um, targeted, yeah. Will you get paid to be on a podcast?
0: Very unlikely, very unlikely. I mean, you certainly shouldn't go into it thinking you will be paid. Um, sometimes, you know, big, big names, big famous people, they do charge speaking. These yeah. and so they will but it's not the common practice you're not going to get paid the way you're going to see a return on investment is through having a really good call to action being a great guest adding value so that the so that the listeners want to learn more about you that's going to be your aim and that's how you're going to see the most benefits
1: right right and you shouldn't pay to be in the same way that you won't get paid no. To do, do people ever get that? Oh,
0: yes, absolutely. There are definitely podcasts that charge. However, with two million out there, you can find the right podcasts that you don't have to pay for. So we don't recommend our clients go out paying to be on shows, because also if shows are always charging, it's kind of known that you've paid to be on that show. So then is it more of an advertorial? So you just need to weigh it up. But you sh- you certainly shouldn't go. And into the strategy, thinking that you have to pay.
1: Right. Okay. Okay. So don't worry too much about the money. Okay. So so you're, you're doing this research, you're financing. How do, you get, how do you get over the nerves?
0: Oh, the nerves. Okay. <laughs> well, firstly, a podcast interview is a one-on-one conversation. So push out any thoughts that you're talking to, you know, hundreds of people could listen to this. Just focus on your conversation, with the host so that's my number one tip um if you haven't done many podcast interviews I know we've talked about being really targeted but you could just go on some really small ones if you know a friend or anything with a podcast just to kind of get you over the nerves have a bit of practice be prepared so if you know it's helpful to know from the host when they've booked you is the show going out live are they going to edit it is it video or is it audio because you definitely don't want to show up if it's video in your pajamas and unprepared that's going to make your nerves worse and you know so be prepared in that sense be clear about the topics we mentioned that you can talk about know your subject which you do because you live it every day so just Do what you have to do. You could have some bullet points around you, post-it notes on your computer screen, or I've done a whiteboard behind me on a music stand, just with some key points, just kind of makes you feel better. And um, try to, you know, get into a good headspace beforehand. If it's helpful to listen to some music or light a candle, anything that makes you feel calm. But some nerves are good though, right? I mean, you kind of need some
1: yeah i i i absolutely <laughs> i i always perform better if i'm nervous i worry a little bit yes. and i also look in the mirror before i start when i'm doing an event and go you're brilliant
0: well that's such a good tip like so that. like just like yeah, you're
1: great um i do not know i did that today you're great so so <laughs> I got a mirror over there um oh anyway don't worry about it i'm getting off point <laughs> but yes kind of bigging yourself up you talked about kind of there's a stance isn't there that the people there
0: is yes yes i heard a speaker and he said you can try a superhero stance before <laughs> so i do the superman thing and it's supposed to make you feel ready to go
1: ready to go okay <laughs> yeah. so, so you're ready to go okay so but even before you get on these podcasts like maybe you need some of this positivity in the first place so can you just get in touch with people? Is it is it allowed? Or? Oh, to pitch to podcasts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. That's the good thing. I mean, you don't need an agency if, that, if that's what you think. No, you absolutely can. And often hosts will say how they want to be contacted on their website. There's different ways. Some will have forms, particularly the, the really big shows will often have forms and they'll only take on guests, you know, every quarter. They'll look at their list. Smaller shows, there's often an email or again a form that you can fill in, but never be afraid to reach out to a show as long as you do it respectfully. It's um, it's absolutely acceptable.
1: It's absolutely acceptable, and probably people are quite grateful some of the time.
0: Yes, they're looking for guests. If they've got a show that's based on interviews, they need guests. They need authors like you to come on and and talk to them. Absolutely.
1: So, and and it's okay to be persistent and ask a few times.
0: Yes, I do always recommend following up. So, and again, I said email, but you don't have to pitch via email. Um, You know, sometimes you can be via social media, if you're connected, send them a direct message. But when we can talk about what goes into a pitch, but I would say once you've done your initial pitch, if you haven't heard anything, it's absolutely fine to follow up after a week. You could follow up twice, but I wouldn't, you know, no more than that. I don't want to be a stalker. But it's surprising the amount of people actually who just are too busy meant to reply, you know, after the first one, and will often say, "Oh, thank you for reminding me. I meant to reply." Yeah, we'd love you on your on our show. Yeah,
1: you have to not take it personally, don't you? And just you do going and
0: absolutely, absolutely, you do you do have to just be persistent. And keep going and not yeah not take it as rejection because there's there can be so many reasons someone doesn't get back
1: to you exactly and and how do you assess if it's the right podcast for you what are you looking for
0: okay so when you've got that big list that we were talking about yeah. one of the first things you're going to want to do is have a look at when the last episode came out Are they producing episodes consistently? If it's a weekly show, you want to make sure that it was last week, you know, that there hasn't been a big gap because – that's just going to be a waste of your time if you pitch to a show that's finished or on hiatus you are going to want to see if they have some episodes behind them I mean ideally sort of 20 to 30 is a good indicator that they're invested in their podcast and that they're going to keep growing it and they're going to keep producing episodes that's the kind of show you want to go on unless as we talked about you just want to get started on a couple just for your nerves but that's good criteria um also check they have guests really really important don't go pitching to shows that actually the format is solo episodes or you know them and a co-host or it's employees because there are some shows we know it's just based on the business so check through that um and listen to the show listen to some episodes make sure that you're comfortable with the style of the show that it fits your brand you know we've had some clients who don't like swearing so obviously you're not going to want to go on a show that there's loads of swearing or if it's based around wine and you don't you know drink you're not going to be a good fit for that show but you're going to have your own criteria so
1: just you're going to want to assess
0: the shows like that.
1: So um, you very kindly have some pitch documents on your website and we're going to send them in in a follow-up but I just just briefly now can you tell us how do you pitch what 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 should you be doing
0: okay so if you're going to put together a pitch letter so it's a good idea to open so you're going to want you're going to have listened to um a couple of episodes so think about the what did you like about that episode is there something that you connected you know, which, what resonated with you and mention that in the first line, you don't have to pretend that you're a lifelong listener of the show. If you've just discovered it, you can say, I recently discovered your show and I really, you know, what you said about something really resonated, but do take the time to do this. Don't just pick something out from the show notes because they know. And then that's just as bad as not doing it. (laughs) Another tip is to leave them a five star review. Uh, You can either just do the five stars on iTunes or you can actually leave a review. If, If it's a show you really want to go on, I would leave a review. I would screenshot the review and I would attach it to the email with your pitch. That will often get attention. Um, they'll be very oh, grateful Love, bomb them. love bomb them. yeah exactly exactly make it really hard for them to say no <laughs> let them know that you know who their audience is in the in the next paragraph and why they're tuning in that can be your audience of uh you know you've talked about this on certain episodes but I noticed there was a gap you haven't covered this or you know and I could talk about and then mention your areas of expertise maybe it's just three bullet points something that you think would be a, big, a good fit for the show and you're going to want to include a little short paragraph on why you're qualified to talk about it just a little bit about you and it's also a really good idea to tell them how you would be prepared to share the show so you know so just make sure that they can see what's in it for them in your pitch
1: brilliant that's Brilliant. Point. So, yeah, and hopefully and helpfully, you've also got a document that you're, we're going to send round afterwards as well. I don't know whether Monica can put it in. It's, in. it's in our notes for today. She might be able to put the link in as well. Um, can you do too many podcasts?
0: Uh, some of our clients will do two a month or four a month. Um, and that's not too, that doesn't, that's not too much. Um, as I say, you're building assets. You you know, when you may have heard people say, I'm going to be on 100 podcasts this year, you know, don't have to go that crazy, just go in and just keep it as part of your marketing, you know, if you can make it something that you consistently do, that is how you're going to see the benefits, it's really in the consistency and just building up this sort of footprint
1: so monica's put in the chat here um she's she's put the uh, link to your pitch document and i'm going to remind you please if uh, I'm, i'm asking lots of questions but if any questions occur to you even if it's specific to what kind of podcast you want to be on then then please do put them we've got a few more questions now and then i'll come to the audience the next question are there any stats on podcast reach can you
0: there are yeah. I have to read them out for
1: you. So right.
0: this will give you an indicator actually of the size of podcasts. So this these statistics are from the podcast media host Libson. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are looking at episodes 30 days post publishing. So if a publish if a podcast episode has over 123 downloads, they are in the top 50% of podcasts. If an episode in the first thirty days has a thousand downloads, that episode is in the top twenty percent of podcasts. If it has six thousand six hundred downloads, it's in the top five percent of podcasts. And if it has over thirty thousand downloads, it's in the top one percent of podcasts. So, on the whole, podcast audiences are small, but they're effective.
1: Right. Okay. So, so fifty um, percent of podcasts have less than 123 downloads a week yes okay that's right but they okay.
0: still can be really beneficial
1: <laughs> it depends what you're trying to do with your book but if Absolutely. exactly if you're a business person for example like mm-hmm. uh, just not just sending your books but if you have a consultancy then that can be really yes. effective for you
0: you know there's the networking benefits of podcasts i don't think i mentioned before but the host will Often be someone who could be your ideal client, your ideal reader, because they're hosting this podcast. You know, they're they're interested in the same audience. And it's these connections that can be most valuable. Uh, I had a client last week I was speaking to, and she's an author, but she also has a membership, and she really connected. Or, uh, with the host sent her a copy of her book after the show just as a thank you and the host joined her membership because spending that half an hour talking to her she could really see the value for her and that it was a great fit so I suppose you need to think when you're doing it what what would make such a huge difference to maybe your
1: do you have any last comments anything else that you'd like to to say I mean I think I think it's very inspiring and I, I hope everybody's feeling that you know, maybe they'll give podcasts a go, they'll, they'll reach out. But, but do you have any last comments that you think we haven't covered?
0: I think maybe something that we didn't cover was promoting the show. So I know we said in the pitch that you would say you would, but I think that's really important to promote the show because it benefits you too. If the show you've been on grows, um, that's, that's another great thing that we didn't talk about in the benefits so we've got those download numbers but hosts often have a much bigger email list or even bigger social media following or different you know so they might be people that haven't listened to the podcast but as you said um, just from this you were going to send a follow-up so people who didn't listen to your episode they still can learn about you in your book through the host newsletter or maybe on the social media so you are getting that exposure
1: how how does everybody feel about podcasts? I'm gonna change, I'm gonna change the view so we can see everyone. How are you all feeling about podcasts? Anyone wants to say? Nanette's got her thumbs up, Sarah's got a thumbs up. Is anyone think, thinking, oh, that sounds just terrible? I don't want to do one ever. No. We we are just coming up to one minute to to the end now. So I, I think I'd like to say thank you very much, um, Victoria, for really great great um conversation today lots of fantastic tips um and thanks everybody for the question so we're just going to give thought, a around <laughs> <thought. laughs> me um, and we hope hope to see you soon again maybe at one of our events
0: visit www.victoriabenyon.com to book a free podcast guesting strategy session with one of our team Using the information you provide when you book, we'll get to know you and your business better so you get the most value from your strategy call. You will come away from this 30-minute session with huge value. We'll share our top tips for being a podcast guest and up to five suggestions of perfect fit podcasts you can approach.